0: Sunday in the season of Pentecost, and a beautiful day out there. Uh, We got a a little taste of fall this week, didn't we, in the mornings? 53, I think, was the low on one of the mornings, but um, alas, that was in the past. Now we're back to summer again for a little while. Yes, I'm afraid so. It's good to see you all, and uh, if you're wondering what the balloon arch is all about out there, it's we had the, the beginning of Sunday school today. And so it was just a warm welcome to, the, a colorful welcome for the, the kids in our Sunday school program. And so it was, a, it was truly a delight, a delight to have um, young people over there in the ministry center and to begin that program. Uh, so please pray for us that we continue to, to, to grow in that program and, and, uh, and teach our young minds and hearts about the love of God. It is a, a good day for uh, several of our members today who are um, at Camp Agape in, uh, in Fuquay Arena, And they are coming to the conclusion of their spiritual weekend called de Cristo. And so we're looking forward to hearing about them as, as they've experienced that retreat. And hopefully they will share that with us when they get back. And uh, if I twist their arm hard enough, maybe they'll even do it publicly from. The, uh, the podium up there. We'll see. We'll see. Don't tell them I told you that, though. Okay. It is a, a, a blessed day, and uh, there are so many things happening within the context of our ministry. Um, so much of that is available to you in the news from the pews, which is in hard copy in the narthex, if you would like to take that home with you. Uh, otherwise, um, I don't think that we're utilizing the QR code anymore because y'all didn't like it, so <laughs> we, we turned it off. <laughs> but it's all good. Welcome to our visitors today, and welcome to those of you who are uh, with us from your homes. We hope that we are all blessed together as we worship. Let's stand together as we sing, Humble Thyself in the Sight of the Lord. We'll sing this three times. Oh, by the way, before we do that, I have to explain the the, the rhythm instruments. We're going to use those in a little bit later in the worship service, so um, refrain from wanting to bang them out loud just yet. We'll get an opportunity. I know Lois still your thunder. What can I say? Um, But we'll get to those, I promise you. Humble thyself. are lifted up in our confessions and in the receiving of absolution in the forgiveness. Blessed be God, the creator who forms us, Jesus who bears the cross, the spirit who makes our joy complete. Amen. Amen. Let us present ourselves humbly before our maker, confessing our sin. Steadfast and faithful God, you reveal the ways of justice, yet we fail to follow your will. We are often overwhelmed by the world's violence and suffering. We fear risking what we have for the sake of others. For the harm we have caused, known and unknown, forgive us. For the unjust demands we place on others and your creation, forgive us. For the ways we turn away from you and our neighbor, Forgive us. Lead us back to you, to your ways, and keep us on the right path. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. Beloved in Christ, God's justice stretches beyond all understanding. God's compassion is beyond compare. In Jesus, God is always making a new way for us. In Christ, you are already and always forgiven. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also
1: with you. O Lord God, merciful judge, you are the inexhaustible fountain of forgiveness. Replace our hearts of stone with hearts that love and adore you, that we may delight in doing your will through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: I invite the children forward for the children's message. Jesus said, let the children come. Do not stop them, but urge them on. For to these, the kingdom of heaven belongs. As they grow in their faith, the church will grow strong. Jesus said, let the children come. Jesus said, let the children come, let the child come. Hello there, child. How are you, Augie? Good. The Lord be with you. I'm going to teach you three very important and very powerful phrases. All right. I know you're very familiar with the first one. It goes like this. Repeat after me. I love you. I love you. There you go. That's a pretty good phrase, don't you think? I'll bet you tell that to your mommy, don't you? Yes. And your little sister? Good, yes, yes. Yes, you do. I love you. That's such an important phrase. Here's another. Are you ready? Repeat after me. I am sorry. I am sorry. That's right. That's another very important phrase. And we say that phrase when we have done something that's hurt somebody else's feelings or that we know we maybe shouldn't have done. And it's an important thing to say because we are sorry when we hurt somebody, right? Here's a third one that's very important to Are You ready? I forgive you. I forgive you. That's right. So whenever we love somebody, Jesus teaches us in the gospel reading today that we are to forgive one another. And it's important, especially if we ask for forgiveness, that that we are willing to forgive one another. I saw something happen not too long ago on the playground during preschool when somebody did something that hurt another child's feelings. And they said, I am sorry. And the other child, you know what they said? I forgive you. And you know why we do that? Because of that first phrase that's so important when we say, I love you. You think you can remember those three important phrases? I love you, I am sorry, I forgive you. Good job. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Help me to remember to treat everyone with kindness and love. From my heart. From my heart. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming forward, Augie. We'll see you later.
2: A reading from Genesis. Realizing that their father was dead, Joseph's brother said, What if Joseph still bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for all the wrong that we did to him? So they approached Joseph saying, Your father gave this instruction before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you, forgive the crime of your brothers and the wrong they did in harming you. Now, therefore, please forgive the crime of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also wept, fell down before him and said, We are here as your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Even though you intended to do harm to me, God intended it for good in order to preserve a numerous people as he is doing today. So have no fear. I myself will provide for you and your little ones. In this way he reassured them speaking kindly to them. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. A reading from Romans. Welcome those who are weak in, flesh, in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat. For God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day, observe it in honor of the Lord. Also those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God. While those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves, if we live We live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, each of us will be accountable to God. Word of God, word of life.
0: Thanks be to God. How many of you have seen the, the movie, Horton Hears a Who? Horton Hears a Who by Dr. Zeus? Oh my goodness. Well, it's a, it's a fantastic story. But in that story, it's about people who, um, a, a, a world that exists on the tip of a flower and Horton wants them to be heard. And so he gathers all of them, the Horton is a, 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 you know, a, an elephant figure um, who wants to save this, this, um, this planet called the Who planet, or Whoville, and so he invites them all to, at the top of their voice, to shout, we are here, we are here, we are here, and then solicits all of them to get instruments so that they can make as much noise as they possibly can. Well, guess what? Hallelujah means we are here. So let's stand together and let's let the heavens know that we are here. Make a racket. Holly, holly, Holy Gospel according to Matthew, glory to you, O Lord. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. And when he began the reckoning, one who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children, and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. And when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their lord all that had taken place. Then his lord summoned him and said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you, and in anger His Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So, my Heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. So, my Heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. So last week we started off our series entitled The Jesus We Never Really Knew by considering Jesus's ethnicity and appearance. I introduced you to the concept of social location. You Remember that phrase? Which suggests that much of what we know about Jesus is less historically accurate, and more a byproduct of of how and where we learned about Jesus, largely from our Anglo-Saxon descendants. So for many of us, we were taught to conceptualize Jesus as someone who looks like us, right? But Jesus was a first-century Palestinian Jew, and as such would have looked more like the image presented on the slide behind me than what we were accustomed to as youth and into our adulthood, a, a blonde haired, flowing haired, blue eyed figure that we knew and loved our whole lives. Furthermore, Jesus was impressively countercultural, even for his own day. Followers of Jesus recognize that countercultural dynamic is still at play even today as we strive to follow Jesus and to live in his ways. Jesus models then courageous humility unlike anyone else in history. One need only look at the exchange captured in today's Gospel reading to get a good glimpse at how countercultural Jesus really was. In this kind of awkward exchange with Peter, which is nothing new between Peter and, and Jesus, there's lots of awkward exchanges, but in this particular one, Peter comes to Jesus over the topic of forgiveness. And it's there where Jesus pitches what on its face seems like an absurdity. Toying with the, the common ideal that forgiveness had a ceiling at the number seven, in response to Peter's question confirming how much is required, Jesus blows the forgiveness lid completely off the containment of boxed in forgiveness essentially proclaiming the act of forgiving to be endless now why would jesus do that remember jesus is impressively countercultural he's also impressively courageous and humble unlike anyone else in history if we consider that our human nature is in so many ways often defaults to a defensive posture, when push comes to shove, when we're back, forced with our back up against the wall, Jesus impressively models a different posture. Ours is often a posture born out of fear and arrogance. As a young boy, my family annually traveled to South Florida, where my mom was raised, and we would visit her relatives there. And I can remember one event where an uncle of hers was physically imposing to me, meaning he was larger than life. He was huge, and besides that, he had this real big bulbous red nose that scared the tar out of me. I felt small. I felt frightened. In his presence. One day, it so happens that he startled me. And I I responded by calling him a name. And I ran out of the house. Soon after, my dad found me. And he marched me right up to Uncle Homer. And it was there, standing in front of this giant of a man with this imposingly big red nose, where I had to utter those most difficult words ever constructed into a sentence. I am sorry. Whether I meant it or not, right? I am sorry. And Uncle Homer, Uncle Homer, I, I recall, bent over to be more on, on my level as I was very tiny and mussing my hair. You know, he, he looked me in the eye and he says, I forgive you. I forgive you, and then he added to that sentence, I didn't mean to scare you. Well, my relationship to Uncle Homer changed dramatically that day. In a lot of ways, that exchange between my mom's uncle and me was countercultural, freeing me from my fear and giving me a blessed sense of humility All around us are examples of postures we've grown so accustomed to seeing modeled by others, perhaps even by ourselves. Postures of blaming and innuendo, of incitement and accusation, of of slander and fabricating lies about, of mudslinging and deflecting. In far too many extremes, the idea of confessing and forgiving seems impossible, and it has no real chance. Instead, we choose to be shackled to fear and selfishness, which is, in another term, arrogance. We're surrounded by and live within a a culture in which a posture of forgiveness, let alone making an apology, is something we rarely, if ever, see modeled. Indeed, it's even expressed by many as a sign of weakness. Think about the exchange in today's gospel reading. Peter comes to Jesus with this question about the amount of forgiveness he has to be prepared to offer when someone sins against him. What's peculiar is that this person in question has not even apologized or asked for forgiveness, at least as far as we know. According to the posture Jesus models of forgiveness, it's already there. Yes? It's present, whether or not we ask for it or not. Indeed, the nature of forgiveness emerges out of, of a holy sense of humility and courage that exists within the community of believers Yes, for Jesus, even with his, within his own culture, which historically had limits in the amount of forgiveness required, Jesus rips back that lid on the containment of forgiveness like an enormous balloon release. Imagine that. For Jesus, forgiveness fills the atmosphere, it's a very part of what we breathe. It is no mistake, then, that Jesus tells the parable the way he does and includes in the scene of a king and his slaves and what's owed and what's not paid that holding on to a debt, or in other words, a grudge, as we read in the first reading, is akin to being imprisoned. It's a vicious cycle of, of contempt and retribution that Jesus understood perhaps better than anyone else in history would lead one to self-destruction and further along to broken relationships and even still further out to broken society. So two most powerful phrases in human history, apart from I love you, which we talked about with Augie, is I am sorry and I forgive you. yet for all of its power these phrases are rarely if ever used jesus was and is impressively countercultural and as we get to know the jesus that we never really knew we begin to recognize that in his answer to peter we find our own answers as well how often must i forgive we as followers of Jesus we never knew must begin to recognize the sacredness of the atmosphere in which we live and in it the power of forgiveness. As we recognize the pervasive nature of forgiveness, thanks be to God, and, and embrace our countercultural perspective to accept it and to enact it, there's the hard part. The posture we begin to employ is less and less and less one of constraint and restriction born out of fear and arrogance and selfishness and more and more of freedom and opportunity born out of what Jesus modeled, courage, humility. That's who we want to be as followers of Jesus. We want to be more and more like the person of Jesus, the the first century Palestinian Jew who, like no one else in history, draws us even deeper into relationship with God, our Creator, that we talked about with our children in Sunday school this morning, and indeed our relationships with one another in a world that needs the embrace of God at every turn. Amen.
1: let us unite our voices in confession and baptismal faith i believe, I believe in, in god the father, the father almighty creator, creator of heaven and earth i believe in, in jesus christ his only son our lord who was, who was conceived by the holy, holy spirit, spirit born, born of the, of the virgin mary, mary, suffered mary, mary suffered under pontius pilate was once crucified died and was buried he descended, he descended to, the to the dead, dead. On, the on the third day he, he rose dead. again
3: he ascended, ascended into heaven, He ascended into the right hand of the Father, and He, and he will come, come again to
1: judge the living the and the dead. I believe I mean in the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic, Holy Spirit, church, the Holy Catholic church, the communion, of, church, church, the communion of, saints, the of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Remembering the caring and generous works of God, we pray for the church, creation, and needs of our neighbors. We pray for the church. Bless the missions and ministries of diverse congregations that they uplift the good news of salvation in ways that can be understood. Merciful God, receive receive our our prayer. prayer. We pray for creation. Send rain to lands experiencing drought and healing to rivers clogged with pollution enrich the soil for trees and plants, protect the crops needed to feed those who hunger. Merciful God, receive receive our prayer. prayer. We pray for all the govern, encourage those in positions of power to lead with empathy, practice forgiveness, and care for those who struggle. Merciful God, receive receive our prayer. prayer. We pray for our neighbors who feel who face illness of any kind, for those strained financially, for all living with chronic pain, mental illness, the disease of addiction, or otherwise afraid or in harm's way. Protect all who cry out for mercy, especially those on our prayer concerns, as well as those that we name in our heart and aloud at this time. John, Ed, Kevin, Rosemary, Jim Jr. Joe. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. We pray, Lord, for this congregation. Open our hearts to practice international invitation. Help us to forgive each other, practice patience, and choose welcome over judgment. Move us to care for those in our community seeking refuge and service. Merciful of God, Receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. We give thanks for the th- saints who died in faith. Show us how to live faithfully, creatively, and lovingly in your church and world. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. Remember us according to your steadfast love as we offer these in the prayers of our heart, trusting in your compassion made through Jesus Christ our Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. Let us share Christ's peace with one another. Peace be with you. God bless you.
1: Things belong to you. We bring your guests to the table that all might be fed. Form us into the body of your beloved Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you. And And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Behold what you are, become what you receive. Thanks be to God.
1: Blessed be your name, O Lord, for we have feasted on your word, Christ Jesus, the joy and delight of our hearts, strengthened by this food, send us together to the world, to your banquet, where none are left out and all are satisfied. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The
0: God of glory Jesus Christ, name above all names, and the Spirit who lives in you, bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.
1: Go in peace. God is in work in you. Thanks, Thanks be, be to
0: God. God. Please join us for some refreshments and time for fellowship in the Ministry Center.